Hey. Hello. How you doing? Hey, that was my line. Well, you should have been on it. Well, maybe if you didn't have the same line every week, it'd be a little less predictable. <laughs> Shut up. Just shaking it okay. up. Okay. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends. And we are here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, and I'm a midwife at a busy birth center. I'm Meredith Rout, and I have a home birth practice here in Winchester, Virginia. I'm Jess McKee, and I'm a doula and a birth assistant for out-of-hospital midwives. Yeah, you are. Whoop, whoop. Um, so today, our episode is sponsored by <laughs> one of my personal favorites in a place that I visit quite often. Way um, too often. No such thing. <laughs> Way too often. Box Office Brewery in Box Strasburg, Office. Virginia. We'll talk all about that yeah. later. We'll learn more about Box Office Brewery and why they're amazing <laughs> during one of our regularly scheduled breaks. Um, but yeah, let's talk about what our podcast is about today and then maybe about our weeks a little bit. A little bit. Okay, little so bit. today's podcast is called Equilibrium. Wah, what is that? For that suggestion, you at the table. What is that? At me. What is that? Shall not be named. <laughs> what does that mean? What okay. does that mean, Kim? So listen, I was driving home from work last night, and I was mm-hmm. listening to NPR, and someone from Ford was talking about their new electronic car. It's going to be a Mustang, but they're making it in Mexico. Which is like, ah. anyway, without being political. What does this have to do with I was going to say, said, round it up, kid. Round it up. He said it's all about equilibrium. And I went, that's oh. weird. And he goes, the actual definition of equilibrium is two opposing forces coming together to create harmony. Uh, what I if there's and, three opposing forces? And balance. I just like when you say coming together. Coming together. <laughs> so today's podcast is about women today. It's mm-hmm. impossible to be a woman today. You ha- are expect- expected so to something to contribute financially yep. and Check. be the best mom yep. and be the best partner yep. Check. and do a great job at your job. Check. And it's impossible. It's like so And be a friend. And also have friends. And also have friends. we need those. I don't even include that in the balls that I juggle. <laughs> <laughs> really? I thought there was only two. Well, there's three. <laughs> <laughs> really? Something I learned about Chuck yes. today. And Sounds I like someone needs a surgery. <laughs> I don't, is that what his surgery was for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, this podcast is not, today this episode is not just about birth workers. It can be about anyone. I mean, yeah. any woman today can identify with the stress. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I sat in a pool of my own tears while I was trying to figure out. Like, how? Oh, my God. If you asked me mm. how I balance my life two years ago, I would have just broken down into tears and hysteria. I feel like I've been let down because I thought you didn't cry ever. I know. My I mean, I don't cry. I don't cry anymore, but I used to cry. No, all the I time. think we're about to find out that this is one of those <laughs> subjects that can actually make Kim shed a tear. Oh, my and God. It's and mom guilt, already. like mom guilt and husband or mm-hmm, partner guilt. Mm-hmm. And it's just and friends like yep. Lori is well, we don't my our friends. So. Well, we. No, we're the worst friends. Birth we workers are the worst, are the friends. worst friends. We are, so we're going to talk about that. We are. I've, Lori lives down the street from me. She's my oldest friend. Her son just had a baby, and I haven't seen her in I don't know how long. Wow. It's the people that are closest because to I'm you that asshole. you forget about geographically. I, I know. Like. <laughs> anyway, so that's what today's podcast okay. is about. How do we do it? How do we but, balance work? Yeah, but before we actually um, get into that, we are supposed to... We got. We had like a huge, overwhelming... That's what she huge, said. Huge overwhelming response to 
our sex story, our sex toy. People like talking about sex toys, apparently. And the experiences they've had with their sex toys and their children finding their sex toys. That should never be in want. Children and sex toys should never, ever, ever go together. Well, we wouldn't think so, but apparently they do sometimes. So we have some (laughs) emails that we thought were really freaking funny. So we're going to read some of those. We just, I think we picked out two Mm -hmm. to read today. And then we'll do a couple other emails from follow-ups from last week. So should I just like, just dive in? Dive in. Dive right in. Like a muff dive right into it i okay <laughs> i don't know what whatever we can make just i don't know <laughs> it on on microphone it's a joy we're like, she just yeah we stopped. gotta we what? gotta i don't know what that's like <laughs> okay all right, all right. Shh. <laughs> i'm blushing a little bit okay Blame story on number one there's this sex toy called a satisfier yes please <laughs> and it kind of looks like a temporal thermometer for all of you out there that don't know what a temporal thermometer is, we do as birth workers. We oh, use yeah. them a lot. Mm-hmm. It's one of those thermometers with a little ball on the end. You put it across your forehead and it tells you your temperature. Easy peasy. I was charging it in our bedroom when my daughter came in. She looked at the toy and tried to pick it up saying, Mommy, I think I have a fever. Can you check my head? <laughs> I told her. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I cannot. You don't have a fever. That it was something for mm-hmm. adults and please don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> that just invites yes. touching. Yeah. Yes. You should have been like, yeah, sure, honey. She'd be like, this is your special toy I got for you. Play with only this and just this and she'll never touch it again. Ever. All right. A few minutes later, I walked by our bedroom to find that she had drug her rocking horse into our bedroom and was checking it for a fever with the sex toy. Yes. Also added to add... It was clean. <laughs> I'm going to do a new hashtag for that. Hashtag, hashtag it, it was, was clean. clean. <laughs> That's awesome. So wait, are we going to judge the parents whose sex toys aren't clean more than no. the ones whose sex Who toys are clean? Who has time to always clean a sex toy? <laughs> the fact that you had time to get it out. Whoever wrote volumes. this, good for you for cleaning your sex toys is probably safer. Good job, you anonymous person. <laughs> mm. <laughs> exactly. So this one's not actually about uh, sex toys. It's more about um, the crazy crazy things that happen sometimes when you're having sex, sexual <laughs> intercourse. Also, sometimes you don't need a toy. Also called coitus. Coitus. <laughs> my mom once called sex coitus, coitus to my face and I don't Wait, think. how old are you at the time? An adult. <laughs> like she, yesterday. She said, me and your father were having uh-uh. coitus. <laughs> Why was she having this conversation? And I was like, mom, just you. say you were doing it. That's so awkward. So much more approachable, mom. And then add porn music. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Um, So story number two. We live in an older home without HVAC, so we use baseboard heaters. Oh, that's HVAC. HVAC. It's HVAC. If you need HVAC, HVAC. I would have said HVAC. I know some people that do that. Um, I can give you a referral, anonymous person. Maybe they'll sponsor us at our next podcast. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Things got spicy the other night, and right as I was about to Like you had Mexican before sex, which is never a good idea. Not that kind of spicy. (laughs) Okay, the good spicy. Right as I was about to orgasm, I smelled something burning and freaked out. (laughs) I asked my husband if he smelled anything... So and he, he said, sniffs the just air. your vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you really think my nose is a functioning organ right now? No. <laughs> Smells good to me. <laughs> Smells great. So he sniffs the air with his stuffy nose and says, no, what was his nose stuff- stuffed with? <laughs> what was it stuffed with? <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit the table. That makes loud noises. <laughs> it's too much. And he says, no. 
He goes back to what we were doing and then all of a sudden jumps off the bed and pulls a pile of blankets off the baseboard heaters. Yes! Turns out we knocked all the blankets off the bed and almost caught our house on fire. It was real spicy. Hey, that could be be like, this home is on fire. (laughs) I told you guys with this microphone in my hand, I don't know what I'm going to do. It was about to get real spicy. Real spicy. And then the email added with, ended with, these are anonymous, right? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to read that one. I was like, no. No. Do not read the next one. Yes. They are anonymous. So anonymous. You're welcome. But we know who you are. So yeah, those were some of the responses from our sex toy I love it. Exploitations. And I think we Explorations. have... Explorations. We, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do not exploit sex toys. We do not. We respect them with the we greatest respect. We don't exploit respect. people having yeah. sex either. They're fair trade sex toys. Yes, they are. <laughs> um, all right. So what? what's next, Kim? You said you were going to take charge on this I am. Episode. So we have also a follow-up um, on your, asshole pu- your puckering up. asshole. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. And I, I always, wanted to share their pain I with always you love as well. a puckering asshole follow-up, so this I think we one. should get on that one. This is a good one. All right. All Meredith, right. take it away. Ready? Kudos to, be, to the forewarning of asshole puckering <laughs> and self-awareness. <laughs> I almost sent an email about that very subject. I'll include my story just in case you ever have a dedicated asshole podcast. <laughs> Well, I'm sure there will be an asshole podcast, but this is just a follow-up to a specific puckering asshole. (laughs) Just, just. Oh, no, yours was gaping. Gaping, puckering. Oh, no, puckering was our client. Yes. With that, put poo water in my eye. In my eye. Yeah. (laughs) Read the story. Read the story. All right. So, it was the birth of my oldest niece and the first I was to ever witness. I was at the very impressionable young age of 14. Oh, that's, that's a, good. That's, that's a awesome. good age. Yeah, that's birth control at its base. Yeah, it is. <laughs> My sister pushed for hours and hours. When it came time for the magic to happen, I positioned myself to have a good view. Also, I know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> I try really hard to be like, yeah, everything you got to Everything she says makes me laugh. <laughs> She's one her. of our best days. Yes, she is. <laughs> oh, my God. I was not prepared for what I was about to witness. It appeared as though a giant... (laughs) Read it. Read it. It appeared as though a giant purple killer starfish had leached itself tightly around my sister's asshole. I couldn't believe it. What? What? What was this? I began to wonder if that's what all buttholes looked like. Oh, my God. Which is really OMG. Yeah. Did my butthole look like that too? <laughs> Maybe. Also, I would think that this person would have looked at her asshole at some Not point. Not when in she her was life. 14. I guess so. She's very forward thinking though, so I'm surprised. <laughs> Maybe. I, I never checked. Looked. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> when I got home while everyone else was excitedly cooing over that that baby. stats of the first grandbaby, I marched myself into the bathroom, stood on the side of the bathtub at mirror height, bent over with spread <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> This makes a lot of sense. I embraced myself for what I was about to see. <laughs> Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. Yes. Which Eight is a pounds, great beer ounce, if baby you've never Jesus. had it. Oh, then, then and there, I prayed a prayer, thankful for my perfectly unpuckered poop shoot. <laughs> a giant purple killer starfish would not strike my asshole until my own firstborn arrived. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it so It's really hard much. to imagine this woman with a really yeah. purple giant killer starfish no. asshole <laughs> I, I, it's not for me <laughs> let's make her a t-shirt so we are we are it's loving the one-eyed one horn flying purple starfish <laughs> 
So we are loving all the responses that are sent in to us at wineaboutbirth at gmail.com. Like, keep sending them in. Send yes. responses to our episodes. We can, like, we can throw them in there for the next one. I love it. Um, so before we launch into the actual conversation we're supposed to have today. Equilibrium. The what? Oh, Kim has Kim wants I to talk. Just, I just have a, a follow up just regarding our podcast in general. Oh, okay. And then we'll talk about our week. And then we'll talk about our week. Okay. Okay. Go. So this this came because we were wondering. Like I always wonder if my language is too much. No, it's never. A lot sometimes I love your language, Thank especially you. the the c word. Thank you. Jess really loves that one. Couch. Yeah, cushion. <laughs> cushion. Couch is my favorite so word. So I got this email and it says, Hi there. I was telling Kim this week that I feel as if I'm all your all's best friends, just without your knowledge of it. If you ever consider having a studio, in parentheses, floor on Kim's bedroom audience, count me in. Yes. Moving on, one of my very best friends is a doula. Shout out to my girl, Summer. <gasps> we oh, we love you, Summer. And she just so happened to attend the birth of my little guy in late August. Ever since his birth, we found that we always preface a conversation or comment about our sex life or personal health with a, this might be a little too much, or this might take it too far. And yet she has seen me butt-ass naked in my most animalistic state ever. Why is dignity post-birth a thing? It's Kim not. <laughs> it's an illusion. Kim can likely vouch that I was told to put my clothes back on before I finally did. Looking back, I was probably naked much longer than was necessarily. No such thing. Than was necessary sipping my honest juice box. <laughs> <laughs> we get that, girl. Oh, wait. And then this, this, this is the part that I loved because I had just asked you if my language was too much. Mm. And then she says... P.S. Validating the use of profane language because it's the best. You girls are killing it, and you make the miserable ride to work bearable. XO, the best friend you didn't know you had, Nicole. <laughs> I love it. Woo-hoo. Your language is the effing best. The effing best. <laughs> Nicole, we love you, all Thank of you, us. Nicole. Also, Thank we get you. we get it about the naked thing because when we go to naked spa, we stay naked yeah. as long as. Oh my God! Do you want to come with us to naked spa? Cordial yes. invitation. Invitation to naked spa. Invitation to Nicole for a naked spa. All right, so let's talk about our week just very, very shortly. Very shortly. Um, so, well, right now we're sitting around a table again with microphones. It feels really fancy. Really weird. weird. And instead of drinking wine, we are drinking beer. Yeah. Oh, what beer? What beer are we drinking? We're drinking uh, an APA, an American Pale Ale from Box Office Brewery. Woop, they, woop. they gave us a growler of their amazing beer, and this is my go-to beer when I'm there. And we're um, wearing their T-shirts. Check it out on our Facebook page. Oh, and, and Instagram, which you're supposed to be in charge I'm of. in charge of instagram <laughs> yeah follow us like and follow um also i don't think we really had very much excitement happen this week except for friendsgiving which was like <gasps> um excuse me i had a baby oh you did and have a baby babies. oh yeah i did so i had happened this i weekend. had nothing i just was yeah so you had so much time with your family <laughs> yeah. i did but the only important thing that no, happened truly, the most week, important thing um like, besides releasing alice's paraformis which I for anyone Alice. who doesn't know what that is, it's a small muscle slash ligament right next to your asshole. Basically, um, she punched her in the butt the whole day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, besides that, we had Friendsgiving, and it was phenomenal. It was very impromptu, yeah. also. Yeah, All was, these people just showed up. There was so much food. So much food. It was we delicious. delicious. And guess what else happened this week? What? My baby turned 24. Oh, he Aww. did. Chris, 
my Mexican. I hope you have a Mexican soon. Oh, yeah. By the way, if you and Maria have babies, it will be a Mexican. And the cutest Mexican <gasps> No pressure at all. Nope. Also, um, your fire poi is amazing. Everyone. Your fire yeah. poi. My kid is fucking cool. Yeah, he is really cool. Is I don't he know not where the he got coolest kid you've ever seen in your My life? My friends that met him at Friendsgiving were like, we really like him and his girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, they're it's awesome. It's because they magic. I don't have enough time to actually talk to Maria, but she's like brilliant. She is. She's and she brilliant. speaks Spanish too, which is magic also. Um, well, because she is. Well, I love talking <laughs> she's about... She's Mexican. Sorry. I love talking... Oh my God, I'm so... Can we can we cut that out? I love, I love talking about your loyalty. Spawn, um, but I think we need to get to the point of the podcast that we're actually yes, the here impossible for. juggling of work, the of juggling balls. of balls, so, three juggling balls apparently. Balls. Yeah. Also, if you ever want your balls licked, man, you should probably shave them. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. This is about equilibrium. And take a shower, shower first, shave. <laughs> Wait, shit. Then shower. Then then shave. shave, and then maybe it will happen. Remember that old conversation we had around the fire at Friendsgiving about what men's ball sacks do in different yes. yes. It was Wait. really, it was actually really enlightening. It I learned was, a lot. So usually it's just a bunch of women talking about balls that we don't have, but this time it was men talking about their own balls. And apparently your front bump is bigger if your balls are cold because oh, they yes. suck up under your penis yes. and make it poke out yes. further. That's <laughs> a, is that, I mean, I feel like that requires a scientific study to see if that's actually. I accurate. don't know, but I laughed hysterically. I'll when be I heard the judge. It. Of that scientific study. <laughs> we're gonna need. We're gonna, I'm gonna need Chuck to put his hand into a vat of ice. Or, yeah, or the freezer. The mm-hmm. Let me see if that front bump grows. And more in there wearing sweats with their hands in the freezer. Like, oh wait, what? Um, now oh, remove hey, your honey. hands. I wasn't doing that on purpose. While I thought you were in the bathroom. <laughs> oh my. God. We may need to cut all that out as well. No, we're not. We're not cutting that out. Um, you know who you were that said that. Okay. Yes. I don't think you listen to the podcast, though. <laughs> um, it's probably for the best. Okay, probably. so equilibrium. <laughs> yes. equilibrium. How we juggle family, friends, work. Yeah. How are we going to dive into this like a muff there, Kim? Oh, my. I don't even know because I fail miserably. <laughs> um, I think you do know because you've hyper planned this episode. So I, I actually think you do I know did. how we're going to so, dive So like I said earlier, had you asked me a few years ago what it was like to juggle family, I just I always felt like I had three balls. One was my husband, mm. one was my kids, and one was my work. And two of them were always happy, but one was always completely just on the floor and alone. So yeah. if I was at a birth for 24 hours, I'd come home. My my husband was all right. My clients were happy, but my kids were like, now I'm going to nurse for 24 hours because you've ignored me and mm. I don't exist. And then once Chuck was like, just so you know, and I love you and I know you're busy, but I am also here. And I'm like, how the fuck would I ever forget that you're also here, <laughs> but you're an adult. So I just would expect you to understand that I cannot yeah. meet your needs right now. And he's like, no, 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 no. It, it's fine. I'm just reminding you. It is. It is really difficult, it's though. So and hard. I, I know we have a lot of letters to read, but it's like talking about the stuff as birth workers. It's worth it. Being on call is so hard. I think it's the hardest part of our job. It's awful. It's not just the births. We love our job, but yeah. Yeah. It's not the births are like I love going to birth, so it'd be so easy. It's Once the, you get there, it's fine. It's the stress yeah. of like being on call before the birth. That's like almost like a complete identity shift. Be- mm-hmm. And you can't you can't really make any definite plans. Nope. It's like okay, I'll be there unless I'm out of birth. And you have to yeah. have friends and family who are okay with you flaking 
all and the time. And we actually got an email yeah. about what you need to be in order to have a friend yes. that's a birth worker. So we're going to read. Because pe- yeah. we actually ask people for their real opinions on what it's like to be in a relationship with a birth worker or like a friendship or mm-hmm. a romantic and we'll relationship. Um, but then it's like also talking about some of the stuff that we've missed because we have to go to births. Yeah. One of my big ones, big ones, <laughs> um, is that like the first time me and my husband after we had kids, we had our first anniversary where we like oh my god i remember this yeah. and you got a hotel room we got a bed and <gasps> breakfast yes and we had someone to babysit the kids and we had this Didn't whole someone plan buy that for you it was like a gift no i'm pretty sure we paid for it ourselves oh, which makes, makes it, it even, even worse, worse. So, yeah. much worse. <laughs> so but he had planned it all which makes it even worse yeah and so we went out to dinner i got called to a birth right before we were about to leave dinner and go back to our bed and breakfast was out all night. He stayed in the bed and breakfast by himself by on himself. our anniversary. Oh my God, I remember this. I got home at like back at like 9 a.m. and was able to have the breakfast portion of the bed and breakfast. Hopefully the sex after breakfast portion. I can't remember. Oh, you, you were have, so tired. Did you have to check I can't out. remember, but the <laughs> eggs Benedict and asparagus was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> the sex might have been mediocre, but the breakfast was amazing. It was okay. The asparagus was on point. My pee smelled awful for a week. But it was worth it. <laughs> I have that gene that makes your pee stink, so. I didn't know it was a gene until this week. I didn't know it was a gene until right this moment. Oh, look at that. But what do we do? I mean, what do you... Okay, so I always tried. I always swore that I would never be the midwife that makes that misses her kids grow up. Mm. And I do really well with it, but... You do. Your mom guilt complex. Oh really God. serves you in that mom guilt is the worst thing i have literally ever experienced yeah. like i i expect chuck understands that i'm gone for a reason but the kids don't mm-hmm. understand why i'm not there yes he's just learning sometimes i feel like the kids <laughs> understand. 10 years later sometimes i feel like the kids understand years. better at this point yeah because men i mean i get it like your or your spouse like they need attention as well yeah and his love language is touch so when i'm gone Look. for three days I'm obviously not touching. <laughs> You're like, I just rub someone's ass for hours. My not love interested. language is not. Touch. No, mine either. But that's a whole Which other... is ironic because you're like the best butt rubber ever. That's a whole other podcast. But this past year in September, Oscar said he's and he turned 14 and he goes, I said, Well, what do you want to do? Like, let's plan it out. He goes, What's the point? You're not gonna be there anyway. Oh and Oz I was is brutal. So brutal. Oof. And I felt so Teenager. guilty because I didn't yeah. realize he actually realized that I had left each birthday party for the past three years because he was with all of his mm. friends and his buddies. And I said, oh my God, I didn't realize that you that it bothered you. He goes, mom, you never, you're never here on my birthday. You always go have a baby. And it does bother me because mm. you, because I love you. And then of course I cried. Well, maybe you didn't have, <laughs> maybe if you didn't have such a popular birthday. I know. Maybe right? you should have been born in December. <laughs> But then I realized that I was actually failing miserably at being a mom. And no, you're not. No, challenge. She that. always makes sure now that her kids are in school and she has like this glorious break, she always makes sure she gets them off the bus. Yeah. Well, and as she I said, and Justin and I were like begging and playing. We're like, please, we're just hanging out. It's so nice. She's like, no, I have to get my kids off the bus. I have to get my kids off the bus. But then I, I actually did not get them on the bus not too long ago because I wanted to like actually shower before I went to work. Oh, uh, yeah. And Chuck was like, oh, yeah, Brock mentioned that you weren't there when we got on the bus and I was like so oh my god no so that means that's, that's normal that's a good sign that that's you are always, for the most part putting them on yeah. the bus so but it's, it's a thing which kind of blows my mind because I can think of almost every birth I've ever been to I'm not home by 6 mm-hmm. 7 a.m no so that's amazing so it's just hard because guilt plays a role if you don't have guilt or children or whatever then 
birth work is probably easier. But this extends to like all women that have any job. You might just be a nurse on call or yeah. a, a server or someone mm-hmm. like Kai who's gone overnight for a flight, you yep. know, and then you're missing things. Well, she has a schedule. She's a she has a schedule. air traffic controller. Yeah. And she's a badass. A, she's amazing. Yeah, but that <laughs> income is fantastic. <laughs> Everything about her is so cool. But it's hard because you do your best and then you still, I just, I always feel like I'm working as hard as I can and someone is disappointed. So mm-hmm. if my, if my husband and my kids are happy, then I go back into my email and there's fucking 20 of them. Yeah. And then it's like, hello, mm-hmm. can you answer this email? And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But I'm trying so hard. And, and so I'm like, three Kim, balls is too much. Kim, two balls. Kim, two balls is Kim, all I have a beer Kim, thing. Kim, what are you doing? Beer. What are you doing? Uh, beer. Yeah, we want beer. you to stay out at 9 p.m., Kim. Kim. No, I go to bed at 8 with my kids. <laughs> yeah. I have I, three of them that sleep around my bed still. I have on, a, a, on a treadmill is the most, on a treadmill. most <laughs> noticeable one. I feel like I have less of a guilt complex because. Um, I am, I don't have as busy of a practice as you. And also I'm home with my kids all the time because they homeschool, um, which was actually sounded really like judgy when I said it. Mm-mm. Um, okay, I good. That. I didn't get that. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, so I don't have as much of a guilt complex about, um, leaving them occasionally, as you know. Um, I do know, but I it still, it is a, still a juggling act like friends and your husband and your kids and, um, also making everybody feel that they're equally important or more important. It's so hard. I haven't, yeah. I haven't, so, um, Chuck, so I asked Chuck to tell me yeah. like what it was like to be with a midwife and he did respond and it yeah. kind of, oh, we actually wrote something. Yeah. So it kind of touches on what we were saying. So yep. I think throughout the rest of it, we can kind of talk so about, how about what people, we, how about we take our first break Let's and do that. then mm. we can start reading some of our emails from yeah. real life people who wrote in about we what just it's talked like about what I do, but you guys didn't talk about how you juggle. I just did a little bit. Okay. I don't really juggle. I actually do whatever I want. You do. <laughs> you do. Yeah. It's beautiful. I know. <laughs> I love you and your guilt free essence oh i have a lot of <laughs> guilt over a lot of things yeah. um but i still do what i want you do i do what i want right, that's well, like 90 percent of the reason i get out of the house most of the time let's talk Aww. about box office brew Glad which I by the way for you i'm off call right now so i just had two whole beers yeah you did yes actually I'm... i would like to do a shout out or a cheers to box office for making something with the words pale ale in it that i actually can drink oh yeah it's delicious the apa fantastic. is fantastic Fantastic. I do like it. Um, right. Okay, so let's um, let's do a break. Go to our break. Cue the music. Okay, so welcome back to this regularly. Well, this is the first break. The first break of our day. Um, we are here to tell you about Box Office Brewery. So at Box Office Brewery. They're amazing. Their beer tastes phenomenal. All their beer is crafted in-house by Carl Rolstad and Tom Price. Um, They have an amazing chef. His name is DQ Baxter. His food is phenomenal. Their food is delicious. So good. So good. They have food specials every Saturday and Sunday. My personal favorite so far, DQ, has been the pork belly tacos. Those literally made me cream my pants. Um... Also, cream your pants. is that really hard to do? I feel like that's not that hard to do. Uh, it is. It is. Emotionally. She is actually really picky about His food, tacos so. made me cream my pants emotionally and physically. Wow. That's hard to do. Okay. Um, so uh, if you don't like beer, do they have anything else besides beer and phenomenal food? Tell us more. They also sell wine from North Mountain Vineyard if you want wine. 
and ciders. Their ciders are so good. From My old, mom loved their ciders this week. So good. From Old Hill Cider Company out of Timberville, Virginia. So an, a local cider. Um, yeah, I think I'm considered a regular there. I'm there all the time. So if you want to hang out with me and have a beer or buy me a beer, whatever, I like that too, um, come to Box Office Brewery. They also have music every Saturday and buy me a beer. All right. I think this break is uh, complete. All right, so welcome back from that elevator music break. Um, so we were talking a little bit during our break, not the part that I was talking about the, the beer. Like our actual break. The actual <laughs> break we had. Yeah. And we were, we were saying before we read our emails um, about how our work is also difficult because it's not like we can just go to work like we work at a grocery store or we work on a computer um, where you can just kind of like do your job and go home. Um, but we're actually stepping into one of the most emotional days of somebody else's life. Mm -hmm. And so when we're there, despite what, what's happening at our house, we have to be 100% yeah. there emotionally for those people too because it's, it's, they never get to do that birth again. It's their one, yeah, like yeah. the one out of however many kids they're going to have. It's a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, exactly. thing. It's so holding it, space no matter where you're at in your mm -hmm. life. So that in itself evokes emotions in us, even if we like to say we don't have any. Which we do. So Evie was in her first parade in December of yeah. last year. And I was at a birth. Like, I didn't yep. take off for that yeah. day because I was like, well, it's just a parade. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But Chuck Skyped me from mm. as she was walking by in mm. her little cheerleader. And I just started crying. I'm like, I'm one of those moms. I'm like Skyping my kid in for like the biggest day of her life. And I'm supposed to be emotionally present for this beautiful mom having her baby. Yeah. Also one of the biggest days of her R life. The biggest day, the biggest day of her life and her yeah. kid's life. And it was just so hard because I'm crying. Evie's like waving at me for, you know, 0.5 seconds. And then yeah. I'm supposed to like shut it down and then go back upstairs and be like, oh my God you're doing so great like you're the only thing that matters and it's so hard yeah. it is hard and I think we I think like I work with you guys a lot in births and I think that you guys do a really good job of that because we do really care about what's happening to that mom of course we do um, but it, I just wanted to mention that. And I think that I think now um, that I mentioned that, and if you guys have anything to say about that, like email us about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of an empty wine glass. Unfortunately. We're, not <laughs> we're not supposed to mention the, the invisible man that's recording us right now. But this poor, poor, but one day soul. soon we will let you know. We like to call him the man behind the curtain. The man, man behind the curtain. It's terrible. Okay. So I think what we should do now is we should start actually reading our stories because we can talk all day about what it's like for us to attend births, but we really want to focus on what it's like for other people that love us slash deal with us. Slash <laughs> I, think, I think Meredith, who has the one from, from our... Joe. Yeah. Other. So this is from one of our friends that we love so we much. Love her so I don't know much. what so we would do without much her. I don't know. Her. She we brings love, me so much joy. We love snuggling her. <laughs> she makes me laugh harder than anybody I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to read it. So, hence, I'm going to move the microphone away from my face. All right. <laughs> move it back. All right. Hi, ladies. <laughs> so, hey. Hey. This is the first of many emails, which I would like to title, Wine About Birth Workers. That's us. That's us. Yes, I came up with that name all by myself. I am so darn creative. So creative. I'm you, sorry. Darn You really creative. edited yourself there, Bobby yeah, Joe. Get that mic like away that. from your face right now. All right. 
My first wine, or in my case, case of wine. <laughs> I, I added that in. Cheers is that if you are needy, you cannot be friends with a birth worker. Also, there's the one paragraph in this, and I'm pretty sure she's referring to me. Okay, well, let's tell you about that paragraph when we get there. Now, you might think your midwife slash doula is the most attentive person you ever met, and she pays close attention to your needs. You are correct. If you are her client, (laughs) if you are her friend, you will hang on the strands of her coattail, which is likely covered in someone else's vag fluid. This works well for me as I find myself constantly hiding from friends that are opposite of the spectrum. I barely have time to get my dishes done. I don't want to hear about how Mary snubs Sue at hot yoga and how everyone thinks Mary's new spandex are hideous. (laughs) But they are Mary. Jeez. (laughs) Enter birth worker friend stage right. Ah, That's us. She doesn't have time to care about Mary or Sue or spandex. She only cares that you aren't judging her for wearing the same spandex for the last three days. Amen, Jess. Because your ass looks amazing in them. Hello. I always wear outfits for three. In fact, these are the same pants I wore to Friendsgiving. I noticed that. All right. She is my perfect friend. We love you. I never have to call her. In fact, she loves when no one calls her. She also... She's also a phone-a-vag professional, so when your cousin sends you a pic of her swollen you-know-what lips that are blown up bigger than your pool inflatables... And she has a really big pool. You just forward it right on to her. I love those pictures! Yeah, those right? are actually funny, but it's not your real client. Yeah. Not only is your birth worker friend not clingy, she's also very resourceful. Plus, she will come with an entire bonus group of other non-clingy friends Hence for you. bonus group. That, w- that would be us. Um, me and me Because and we are in a probably unhealthy relationship. Dependent. A codependent relationship. <laughs> but I love you too, Bobby Joe. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to be anonymous. Oh, sorry. They are her fellow Burke worker besties, and she will constantly be surrounded by them. That is true. You can see where, if you were needy, this would be a problem. Not only is she unavailable, but you also have to share her at all times. Personally, I cheers this. I now have a network of non-needy friends that I absolutely adore. But sometimes you plan something really, really cool, like a costume party. She and plans the coolest party. She because does. she's amazing. She really does. Her Halloween party is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Oh, and I've never been. Mm. and your really cool birth worker friend is coming, then you get a text the day of the party that she's out of birth. Literally happened this year. Yep. You're pretty disappointed, but hey, you're used to it. She will always be at a birth. Always. (laughs) Especially if you have really cool plans. And when she does finally hang out with you, she is on her way home from a birth, covered in, dear God, I don't want to know, (laughs) and has had zero sleep in 36 hours. Well, I'm sure you can just figure out that she is a tub of fun. (laughs) But she always has wine for us. So she really she does. does. She loves us. Sleepy, 36-hour needs. In conclusion, birth workers can only be friends with needy people if they are other birth workers. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith. Meredith. I can't, have, I can't have more than one Meredith in my life. <laughs> when I read that letter, I was like, oh, my God, that's, that she's talking about me. <laughs> you just thought that because you're needy. Um, that's the only way it works, folks. I've considered becoming a client to foster our relationship, but then I'd have to find a foster for that kid because this mama's done with babies. Please don't. Yours truly, non-needy, but sometimes jealous of laboring mom's birth worker friend. 
P.S. Can you people please stop having so many babies? Cam and I have taken a few for the team and done more than our fair share for the population. Save some of that elasticity for your partner. You're welcome. (laughs) Elasticity. I love you and your very elastic vagina. That's all I want to say right now. But it's true. It's true. Like, we... When we were at Friendsgiving, yeah. you guys kept making fun of me for being like a stick up my ass or whatever was happening. But honestly, it's a very small stick, but there's definitely a stick. No, there. but every time I'm off call and we do something, I get tore up mm. and I don't remember the next day. So that's true. So on Friendsgiving, I was like, I just want to walk around and soak in all this love from all Aww. these people. And I remember every moment because I didn't get drunk and I was just appreciating how none of us got drunk. No, it was amazing. And just, even Which though I'm never like one time we're all off call together and we don't get no. And then we were sober, but, but we were even pleasantly though, tipsy, exactly. And I got to appreciate all the, the parent figures that were there. Yeah. There's yeah. so many people. Vince, you Eddie, didn't offend Elaine. any of them. I didn't offend anyone. <laughs> and then I got to be a part of it. So I oh. wasn't purposely being lame. I was just being sober. So being I mindful could and present. soak in the love. Although there were some questionable conversations that I think would have offended people. Like the one about um, substances in our diva cups. Like oh, what can yeah. we get through an airport in our diva cup? <laughs> I was not there for that. <laughs> that was a campfire conversation. <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> so that was the fun. answer is many. <laughs> so many. Because things. my Sue, who I love, my sister-in-law says that the vagina is nature's pocket, and I think <laughs> Jen and Nikki say that too because they're military. You could stick anything up there. Yeah, I'm just you gonna start know. saying that to you. Hop in my pocket. Hop in my pocket. <laughs> Wait, do you mean Hashtag. Brian? Yeah, <laughs> of course, Brian. Just I'm Brian. a kangaroo. Hop in my pocket. <laughs> it's a it's wait, a wait, hot wait. pocket. Hot, hot pocket. <laughs> Okay, Bo Burnham references are definitely in No, that's Jim Gaffigan. Hello. I know what I'm saying. If we're already doing Jim Gaffigan, we're going to have to do Bo Burnham. Okay, so why don't we see... Let's read another letter. What else? So let's get rid of... Where did you get rid of it? This chair is so squeaky. You always get the squeaky chair. Yeah, I got rid of it. What's next? I I think that was like a letter from a friend about the humor in it, but I think this one's a little bit more touchy feely and like sweet. I love it. Let's do it. From a friend, yeah. So. Also, we're out of alcohol and I'm off call. So that is so sad. That's really sad. Somebody come to promote Magic Man behind right the curtain. now. Go get <laughs> and bring us some, some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's like, you guys already finished off a growler. I need you to move calm on. Down. <laughs> okay, go. All right. Being the friend of a midwife is the title. Being the friend of a midwife means having the privilege of knowing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing at the story. We'll talk about it at a YouTube video. Um, being the friend of a midwife means having the privilege of knowing someone who is passionate about their profession. Watching. <laughs> Stop looking at me if you don't like my laughing. Watching them learn and educate and never do so with contempt or drudgery. Being the friend of a midwife means enjoying the moments between the chaos, taking advantage of the off call times to reconnect and laugh and love. Being the friend of a midwife means no judgments even whilst hanging out of their car so you can scream at an inconsiderate driver. Ah, <laughs> uh, she did that. I could totally see oh that. Oh, my God, and I did that. That was in Florida. <laughs> Jess, Jess does that, but she challenges their dance battles instead. You want to have a dance battle? <laughs> Being the friend of a midwife is pretty awesome. So... That's so much oh my god! We love you so much. 
what? We do. And the last, we're so great. The last weekend we spent with you was probably the most magical weekend of my entire life. So it really was. We were just talking about it the other day. uh, It was magical. Yeah. I'm so lucky. Look at all the cool women I have in my life. I I have Carly Mm -hmm. and Hallie and Megan. Everybody. I have you guys. And then we have like Chelsea and Danny and Lori. They don't judge me for never showing up for anything. I know, right? I'm like the luckiest person on the planet. Bobby Joe and Carla. Oh, well, we already talked about Bobby Joe. Carla, we didn't. Yeah. She has the greatest butt ever. Her and her and Meredith. I don't know. Oh. I think Carly takes the prize because she can still fit in American Eagle jeans. Oh, that's uh, impossible. Uh, you can still fit in American Absolutely Eagle jeans. Not. You have to do like um, Dazed and Confused when they like use the pliers to pull your jeans up. Yes. No, that's mm-hmm. fair. They yeah, have them it. for curvy women now. Don't think I, I think you haven't been true. there since you were 12. Because <laughs> I couldn't even wear them when I was 12. All right. Okay, so, okay. All right, let's move away from Carla's really, really phenomenal, amazing booty, amazing Caliente booty. rear end, mm-hmm. and go on to. Should we? Do we have more friends letters, or should we move on to like the? What about spouses? Spouse we letters. Have a lot. Our everybody's partners really took advantage of this opportunity to express their feelings to complain about what it's like to be. Yes, so I can take a second to talk about what Chuck said. It's no, just yeah. very factual. Okay. Okay. Is All that right. jumping the gun? No. no. We're talking okay. So I talked to Chuck, and he says that it's not really hard being married to a midwife. It's just dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Although, it's more, it's more like dun, 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 dun. Although when he said this, he was buying me beer, so I'm, I was okay with everything he said. Yeah, they were, yes. Oh, they're our next sponsor. We they won't are. mention them no. right now, but. Okay. Go. So apparently if Jess and I just go out drinking together, we get sponsors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People like us. They might regret it by the end of the drinking, (laughs) but in the beginning, they're really into the idea. Really into it. Okay. So he says, it's just dot, dot, dot. You have to be willing to give things up and make quick changes. It's not bad. It's just different. I mean, do other fishermen like going fishing only to be called right back because his wife has to leave? (laughs) I don't know any other fishermen to ask that question. I think that we should post a picture of your husband in his sexy camo cowboy hat. Yes, please. So that we, everyone knows who we're talking about. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey, and I literally like, married the biggest redneck on the planet. Quintessential camo, like fisherman, Bud Light in his hand, All shoot a deer man. Way. Yeah. Look, look at my bass. bass. He has, yeah, he's a yeah. bass, like, uh, what's it called? Like, thing for cooler for your beer. Like, a yeah. little yes. I was trying to find that for, for Christmas uh, for so long. Amazing. Again, it's not bad. It's just hard when she's gone for days at a time when you have four kids. I mean, well, we have five, but one of them is gone now, so he doesn't He's count. He's a grown-up. He's a grown-up. I mean, if there's no kids involved, I'm sure it's different. I would just do whatever I want all day. I don't care who you are. After four to five days with four kids by yourself, it's tough. It used to be me working, and now the shoe is on the other foot. Kim doesn't have the patience she used to have. <laughs> wait i used to have patience (laughs) it used to be me (laughs) i don't recall that it used to be me coming home after working all day with no patience for the kids but now the shoe is on the other foot and it's her and then he said i now see why it was so frustrating in the past but a lot of positive things have come from it look at all the good things that come such as the families that she has helped good things that come Good things that come. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. 
And then this podcast. He Aww. said, Aww. "Yeah, he likes our podcast. This podcast is a good thing yeah. that comes. That comes, it comes all. all it comes good, every week at least. All good things come to those who wait every forty-eight hours." <laughs> the most, and then he says, the most frustrating thing is not being able to work and provide or add to our income. Daycare isn't cheap, and I might as well not even work if that were the case. So when I was first introduced to birth work, I was terrified. Like having your baby at home, I don't know about that. But after experiencing, um, after experiences and learning from Kim, I wouldn't have this any other way. Oh my God, Chuck, Chuck. was literally the most adorable human being for a like gigantic man that wears camo. He's so big. So I was with Kim during her first home birth, which he was very unsure about. And uh, afterwards, he kept their birth pool blown up oh, I on forgot. the porch for yes. like weeks. And every time someone would walk by, he'd be like, my, my son was born in that pool. <laughs> my wife so gave sweet. birth in that pool. He's like, I thought you were going to say he like put fish in it when fishing. <laughs> He's I like, don't. you don't even worry. Just get yourself a birth pool, a doula, and a midwife, and you're golden. You're golden. Also, he doesn't, he doesn't talk, talk like, like that. that. <laughs> he doesn't talk like that. I can't do Chuck's accent. He has a very, very special it's accent. It's more of like a barky country accent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's like that's <laughs> because he's so manly; he can't help it. He has to force air through his large neck. His biceps are fantabulous. Yeah. But he has a six pack, so I don't really fucking care what he sounds like. <laughs> what? We okay. really appreciate that, Chuck. Yeah, that was a you. very good insight, and also thank you for the beer. Yeah, thanks. I, I enjoyed that. And your all right, biceps. who's next? Anyone else? Okay. Um, do we have another spouse story we can read? We have two more spouse stories. A few more, actually. We have a few. Okay, let's pick one. All right. Who's going next? All right, I'll go next. Mira Diff. If you had told me 10 years ago the open door to my wife's heart would slowly close and unceremoniously taped upon it would be, scrawled in her same high school hand, a note that said, keep out, girls only, my reaction would have been an unwittingly stupid grin. A talisman of brevity to combat the chide of truth. I can only wrote this. Somebody who likes to be literary. (laughs) I can only describe anecdotally, of course, that being in relationship with a healthcare worker specializing in the art of helping big people evacuate little people from their systems. We do that. Akin to that of a soldier spouse, (laughs) often feels like war. (laughs) The call of duty always imminent and urgent. The places that we used to love off grid now off limits for being offline. Oh, that's true. I want to like, I think that that, I like that. I think we should ex- describe yeah, what that means. That's the been a huge problem for me too. love off grid, now mm-hmm. offline, because um, there's a lot of places, I don't know who wrote this, but there's a lot of places that I used to go like camping that when I'm on call, I can't go anymore. Yeah, yeah Trout Pond is our favorite place. My phone does not pick up. So we have to like work that around when I'm not on call. And like usually the universe makes it so that during the summer I'm like literally, literally always on call. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. always like the winter time when you don't want to go camping. So I mm-hmm. can see how that could be rough for a spouse. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The pride of increasing success saddled with the dissipation of boundaries between work and home. But once you settled in the saddle and let chaotic ride shotgun, or I'm sorry, let chaos ride shotgun, the intensity of experience becomes an earned trade off. The spontaneous gains a little sparkle in her eye. The off-call bonfire with friends often lasted later into the night with one more glass of wine. I like those. <gasps> we yeah. did that we this did weekend. We did that this weekend. It was glorious. As someone outside looking in, 
the camaraderie of those who wrote passion deals with the edge walking of new life becomes a beautiful envy. Hmm. A love among friends that I am rightfully unprivileged enough to ever understand, but grateful enough to witness and emulate when I can. Oh, you should want to be more like us. You should, whoever you are, anonymous (laughs) person. That's a lot of big words. And I had a lot of beer. (laughs) (laughs) So um, if anyone has anything to say about that letter or understood it. Yeah, it sounds like that a spouse of a birth worker just feels kind of like left out of the group Mm. because they don't experience. They don't get to experience that intensity of emotions. It's not like we have like a take your spouse to work day, which I guess most people don't. But at some point, your partner might get to witness what you do at work. Be a little bit inappropriate. Can you imagine a hulking chuck? (laughs) Honestly, my oxytocin. Over. I'm well, sorry, my oxytocin know. would shoot through the roof. If because that's especially if he wore his front mm. bump pants. Yep, and if he just kept flexing oh, for yes. me, labor, be like, oh. Well, Chuck and yes. Brian have joined us at my circumcision talks, and so they get a oh, yeah. small glimpse into what it's like. And I think that they've enjoyed that for sure. That viewpoint. Terrence hasn't attended anything yet. No, he, hasn't. he has to do that. Speaking of Terrence, I have a <laughs> small letter. letter from him that I would like to read. Oh, I've been warned about this letter. I'm so excited. He has a great sense of humor that I grandly appreciate. He does have a beautiful sense That's of because humor. That's because Kim and Terrence are literally the same human. And whenever Terrence offends me, I call Kim, usually in the bathroom of whatever date we're on. I'm like, Kim, can you please tell me what Terrence meant by this? Because I'm offended and I know I should. I, I got your back, Terrence. I got it. Okay, ready? Ready. So the question was, what is it like to have a partner that is a birth worker? And he says, my answer would be, Right now, Meredith and Jessica are holding hands. It's like a game show, and they're waiting to see what's behind door number one. That wasn't the letter. (laughs) That was what she's saying. That's what she's saying. That's literally what she said. My answer would be it's like sleeping with a ghost. One minute, there's someone sleeping next to you, snuggling up with you, and then a few moments later, she's gone almost into thin air. If Mm -hmm. Meredith needs to go to a birth during the day, that can cause some complications. Say she gets called to a birth on the day that she planned to clean the house or go to the grocery store. When I get home from work, that falls on me. I don't mind doing that stuff. It's just really nice when I don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) On the other hand, it means I get the house to myself for a while, which means I can do whatever I want. The possibilities are endless. (laughs) I'm just picturing him gallivanting in his boxer. This is dangerous. dangerous. Okay, hold on. He tells you. He tells you. Like, I could play video games for hours or watch oh, a movie that on Meredith. His very large TV. Very large TV. Or watch a movie that <laughs> Meredith might not like. I mean, I can do those things while she's at home, too, but I don't feel as bad about it. Terrence, also, um, I like your favorite movie, too. It's what is it? Movie. I'm, no, wait, what is not it? that one. The one that Meredith doesn't like. I also like it. Oh. What is it? I'm not going to say it on, on the air. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> is it a porn? No. But that's what that's I was going to ask. porn. <laughs> okay. Ready? Then when she gets home, she wants to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so then I have to pretend like I care for an undisclosed amount of time. And luckily, I'm really good at that. <laughs> We got you, Terrence. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to lean in for that, but I did. We got you. Wait. In all seriousness, 
because he has a great sense of humor that's much like mine. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting to hear how (laughs) about things childbirth is amazing. One minute, the mother is pushing in what seems like a tremendous amount of pain, and then the next, there's a wonderful new baby in the world. Hopefully... (laughs) (laughs) hopefully make mom and dads (laughs) mostly moms stress and pain melt away there is always going to be more complicated situation but no two stories are exactly the same at least not the ones that i've heard but again i'm still kind of new at this being a partner to someone in birth work isn't always easy but it's nice to be with someone that loves what she's doing and brings joy to other people too Plus, it's definitely one of the more noble and satisfying lines of work there is. You bring me so much joy, Meredith. I'm glad you think oh. I'm noble. You're so yeah. noble. He does. So he noble. loves es- everything about you. Oh, yeah, he does. Especially <laughs> so much about me. when your hair is like all scooped up on the top of your head. Like a glorious, yeah, like a glittery unicorn. unicorn. You have that and I have big old grin on your face. And you I came home with amniotic fluid in my bra that's always you have the power to bring me joy no matter what again and because we understand what you do we care when you tell us so just call us call us they don't care no they can't (laughs) (laughs) she's trying to get more wine from an empty wine bottle (laughs) that's not their love language talking about our birth stories is not their love language not so much Okay, what else do we have? Um, okay, all right, all right. Um, I'm going to read the letter from your mom is. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Oh, wait. Hey. Before you read that letter, can I tell you what my mom said? Yes. Because then they can be, like, together like a couple. Yes. Like they are life partners. Okay. Okay, so I best. asked my mom, who is a, a certified nurse midwife in a hospital. Who we love. We love you, Linda. So we great. love you, Mom. And I have to say, nanny. I never. We love you, Nanny. Nanny, how many good gifts did she get? Oh my this gosh, week? she's the best gift. She giver got gifts for she got gifts for every person who came to Friendsgiving, even the one she didn't know, even the Thank dog that yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah, the dog that didn't make it to Friendsgiving. She got my dog a, a stuffed llama. <laughs> my mom. So my mom is like six hours away, but she will come for a forty-eight hour visit. Like she mm, will yeah. drive into it's never the night. too far. No, she's so amazing, and I love her so much. She's the best grandma in the world. But when I asked her what she did, she says. I love to read. This is to take her away from birth work. I love to read. It takes me to another world where I'm not a part of. It's silence in my imagination. Of course, there's shopping. I love going to card shops and just reading random cards, funny <laughs> ones, the ones that make music. So that's where I get, that's where I get my card sending from. I just from. see your mom there like, doing your thing that you do. Also, she says that her partner is used to my profession. When the phone rings at 3 a.m., he can say things like, Drink something cold and sweet and lie on your left side, and the baby should move in the matter of 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I know. So I love your mom and Dave. I know. I love them. I love them a lot. I love them a lot. So then Dave, the partner okay. of my mom, okay, so wrote let's read. I love Dave. Dave is a phenomenal human being. Okay. Hi, Dave. I met my partner, Linda, Kim's mom, hashtag Kim's mom, <laughs> in a Florida bar 10 years ago. I haven't read this yet, by the way. Oh, you so. haven't read this yet? No, so I get to be like, feeling it in real time. It. Yeah. Okay. She had just finished two days of call and was just wanting to unwind by listening to music. She didn't often go out to bars, she said. She usually focuses That's on what greeting cards. She said. 
Although she looked pretty comfortable with a pool cue in her hands. I think that's something he liked about her. I'm just like her. imagining your mom just standing there looking hot with a pool cue in her hand. Yeah. Just like really owning Drinking it. a margarita. Just like trying yeah. to like trick men out of money. Like, uh-huh. I'm not very good at this. I suck at ball. Oh. Okay. We chatted for a while. She told me what she did and was visibly impressed when I pronounced midwifery correctly. It, it's not midwifery. It's not so midwifery. <laughs> I considered roofing her drink. <laughs> Dave! I was Dave. that part. I did not raise you to be that way. <laughs> but her friendliness made this seem unnecessary. <laughs> How friendly was she, Cam? <laughs> I mean, Mom, what were you doing with that cue stick? Uh, Wait, the, pu- the, the pool stick is a cue, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We got on famously, and yeah, my adventure did. in the world of birth had begun. On the first date. I soon, I soon got a crash course in the female reproductive anatomy. Um, this does not mean that they did it on the first yeah. date. I don't I think, think he meant more like other women's anatomy. Probably. More I did not raise her, but to it be could this mean way. it could mean that. Okay, I'm just. I mean, that's just my thoughts. She was acting like she was roofied, so who knows? Did he say that that so, they did not do it on no, the no, first no. date? I said that. I soon We're got adding in a little because he's talking about their first date. Then he says, "I soon got a crash course in the female reproductive anatomy." I, I did raise my mom like, to be that. I way. crashed into that anatomy so hard. <laughs> I'm, so glad I'm so glad we saw Dave before we did this. I'm just gonna say, if I had to see him at Friendsgiving after reading this, I'd be like. <laughs> The term too much information often sprang to my mind, but I certainly learned a lot. There were times, though, when it went too far. We do that. Once on an airplane, she began reading a medical textbook. The book had many large illustrations of diseased vaginas. (laughs) (laughs) It caused a stir. To say the least. Shaken, not stirred. (laughs) I think people were probably pretty shaken. (laughs) An appalled... And frightened 13-year-old boy walked by, and I felt the need to reassure him, don't panic, kid. They don't all look like that. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. Dave is so quiet. Like, this is a whole new side of Dave. Well, I learned from Dave this weekend that one one of his absolute biggest fears is public speaking. But clearly he's he's great at writing. He's good at writing. I also learned where um, you get your ability to also cause a stir on an airplane came from. That's true. true. We've done that. Because we were really good at offending everyone around us the time we were on And it wasn't even with pictures. It was just with our mouths. As you can... What were you doing with your mouth? What were you doing with your mouth on the airplane? (laughs) Talking very loudly. We were just practicing for our podcast. No, but that family behind us laughed the whole two hours. Oh, they loved it. They loved it. This couple gave us tequila before we got on the Oh, they gave us some, yeah, they gave us some tequila shots, which is illegal. I I learned later. It is illegal to bring your own alcohol into an airport. Well, they let us do it. Well, they had an entire gallon bag of (laughs) We broke the law. Maybe maybe TSA should do a better job at their job then. (laughs) Maybe they should do more cavity searches. Because my diva cup can hold a lot of freaking tequila. (laughs) Not nearly enough, though. Oh, my God. What else did Dave say? (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Being with a midwife can be very humbling. Often when she was on call, I would wake up to hear she had delivered two babies and was off to help with a third, and all I had done was drool on my pillow for eight hours. (laughs) But she found the job very satisfying and is very proud that her daughter had followed into the work of helping women through the sometimes frightening but wonderful and fulfilling rite of childbirth. 
Oh, you're so proud. You making your mom proud. I now no, like. No, I'm making Dave proud. No. Oh. But so your no. mom, your mom tells you that he she's proud said, of you all the time. He said she was proud. Okay, thanks, mom. I now like to consider myself a proud auxiliary member of the Sisterhood of Birth Professionals. Welcome, Sister Dave. Oh you're in. Dave, I love that so much. Oh, that's awesome. Also, my mom is amazing. I never understood my mom fully until I had my fourth child. I feel like most people mm. don't. Yeah, and now I'm like, I am my mom. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing my husband thinks she's hot. <laughs> Your mom is super hot. <laughs> she is she beautiful. Is. She has a she's light. She's the hottest. That mm-hmm. just glows from the inside that Especially I hope. Especially when she's wearing her llama sweater. It's my oh, my favorite. God. It's when she's best. wearing the llama sweater, it's even brighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we only have one more letter from a husband birth worker, mm-hmm. and then we can conclude our podcast yes we can what does this last letter say um oh it's my letter okay i got another one lucky me okay um i love being married to a birth worker i'm all about walking through life with people particularly in the really big moments of need or joy so helping my wife do that for others is a true joy it's hard sometimes that's what she he said (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) like most great things but totally worth it My kids and I have had to miss or wait on mommy to celebrate holidays and birthdays until a little later, but even the kids love knowing what she's doing, and I believe they make the sacrifice willingly as well. Um, I I just want to, like, cut in and be like, it is so cute when we get home from our birth and our kids are like, totally. Mom, was it a boy or a girl? That's our game. Guess, was it a boy or a girl? If I had three babies in two days, they have to all try to guess if it was, like, two boys or one girl or whatever. And then my kids will be like, were they born at home or in their hospital? Did she have her baby in a pool? Like, they ask all these questions. It's it's amazing. the most adorable thing ever. Um, Okay, so back to the letter. Birth workers do life all in, and that's how I like to do it, too. (laughs) Yeah, you do. I'm sorry, husband. You cannot say that without (laughs) me making a sex joke about that. (laughs) He would Um, be very proud to claim that, though. So keep doing it all in, okay? I can't get enough of my wife, and seeing her passion and love for serving others in life's greatest event only makes me love and want her more. Aww. Oh, you're so adorable. So cute. Maybe if I was with you guys whining about birth, I could talk about the funny or frustrating stuff, but I'll save that for another day. Who is that from? That was from Andrew. Andrew. Andrew, that was from my partner's husband. Not, okay. <laughs> Plot twist. Her that, her lesbian wife. That sounded lesbianish. That's that was my business partner, Marielle's husband, Andrew. <laughs> so awesome. Thank you for that. This is really fun. This, this really was nice. amazing. I yeah. just I want to take a second to get all emotional and say that Yeah, that, you're supposed to cry this episode. Well, I cried this morning on my porch when I was reading everyone's emails. I know. I put a tissue in my bra because I thought I she know, might cry again. But she didn't. And I I'm didn't. super disappointed, so I'm gonna throw it at her face. <laughs> I like to cry in the bathtub of my own tears at home when no one's looking. Yeah, <laughs> but the point is, like we as birth workers, it's really hard. Like we sh- we we juggle our husbands or partners, and we juggle yeah, our we families. Do. But friends usually get left behind. So a quick shout out to our friends who we miss all of their shit, and we yeah. don't do it on purpose. But we like don't. Lori and Danny and Hallie and Carly and Megan, like I don't know how I got so lucky to have you guys in my life. And then Nikki, who I haven't seen in two years, but I'm in her wedding in February. Like you guys fucking rock. Yeah. And I love you. Jer- Jess only has one friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Haley and yeah. Kai. Oh, how did we not get Haley to write in about this? <laughs> Haley, well, no, she did write in, but she wrote about her birth her story. Birth. So we're going to share that. She should have wrote it was 
But she really can't complain because I still manage to travel all over say, the world. Of the three with of us, her. I think you. She's like the coolest friend. friend yeah. yeah, for sure. She gets in there. She's like, come fly to Australia. We've with been in me. like six countries together in the past like two years. Oh God, I'm not jealous. <laughs> I'm not. Are you kidding? My anxiety would kick in before I got on the so plane. So quickly. <laughs> That's and Meredith has a shit ton of friends she I never too, sees. And I neglect all of them. We saw Alice Especially this weekend. Shout out to my friends who I'm supposed to see next week, and I refuse to communicate to make plans with you because I was waiting for her mom to have her baby. But we are going to get together next week, so I love because you. Because she had the baby. Yeah. All right. So for oh, all of and, you, um, shout out again to Box Office Brewery for Box Office. Yeah, Box Office. I brought my mom who's for from Jersey. I brought her in this week. Our podcast. Yeah, they, um, she love loved she loved beer. your the ciders and the and the beer yeah. that I drank a lot of. So alcohol. much beer. So for all of you out there that were no, neglecting, wait, wait, we have to talk about our next episode before we. Oh, go oh! True. First, we need to invite everyone to write in um, a question about us. Like, what questions nope. do you want to ask? Nope. Incorrect. Oh, incorrect. Well, we Mark that out. So our next episode, our next episode is about dads at birth. Dads oh, at birth. Dads. Because, oh, it's all about you. Um, our next episode is being sponsored by the Doggery in Strasburg, and so Obviously it's we want to talk about wieners. It's a going lot. to be ta- It's going to be called Wieners and Wombs. Wieners and Wombs. We should make a song about that, like Wieners and Wombs. Yeah, we'll have Chuck sing it with his redneck voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so guys, send in your stories about anything, whatever. Or um, wives, if your husband won't um, get on the computer and send in a story, like just like ask him about it, and then you can get. On on the computer because we know we're better at that and you can just transcribe it to us mm-hmm. for them whatever guys have to say yeah for sure yeah all right so please send us your wieners and womb stories so many and so for all of you out there <laughs> who put up with us as birth workers and watch us fail at juggling everything that is life thank we you for say, listening to us talk about equilibrium for sure and, and also cheers, cheers. We're out of alcohol, guys. Oh, so sad. Worst.